Welcome to Real Chills. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Meg. And we are really excited because we're here with a little shiver episode. Ooh, a shiver. I love the shivers. They're super chill. If you're not familiar, shiver episodes are where we don't have a guest, but we do talk about some of our favorite topics or paranormal mm-hmm, stories, mm-hmm, just things mm-hmm. we want to chat about. And you're hearing this. It's the first episode in October yes. 2021. It's October. We made it. <laughs> We're here. We've arrived. This is our time. Mm-hmm. This is the time for weird girls who didn't used to be we- weird girls to celebrate their weirdness in this moment. So Meg and I are here for it. Absolutely. And also, if you're a brand new listener, this might not be your cup of tea. It's sometimes people don't want to listen to strangers just talk about the things they're excited about. Screw you. No, I'm just kidding. Listen to our other. If, if this isn't it, try at least one other normal episode where we talk about something with a guest to see if you like us. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, it's spooky season. So if you're hearing this for the first time and you stumbled upon this, um, we definitely have a paranormal story to talk about, but normally we do have a guest telling their true paranormal stories yes. and experiences that happened to them or something significant that occurred to someone they know or in the town where they grew up, different things like that. But we're still excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, I love we have some fun things. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski. For our listeners who have been with us and continue to enjoy the podcast, thank you for being here. We are doing another Hell Week this year. Yes, we are. Last year, we did uh, one full week of different content that we put out uh, right around Halloween. We're doing it again this year, although you will find most of it between activities that we're doing and different TikTok videos that we're putting out that we're really excited about. So make sure you're checking us out on TikTok at Real Chills Podcast or following us on Instagram, and we'll be sharing content all over the place. Hollow week. Oh, it's going to be amazing. We have some really fun stuff for you guys. Uh, should we talk about the the live event that we have for yeah, let's sort just of? Do it. Let's just talk about it now. We meant to have it on Hell Week, but it got pushed back back a little bit. So now it's a Halloween hangover. That's what we've been calling it. We're having a live show at Punchline. It's called Ghosted. It's a show I've done many, many times. It's one of my favorite shows to do. And Alyssa's done it with me the last, the last time we did it. It's a show where friends they're comedians but they're also really good friends usually and they ghost write sets for each other and it leads to some roasty fun greatness in my yeah opinion. because you're a comedian and you're like my best friend wrote me a nice set that i'm gonna read for the very first time in front of this audience mm-hmm. after i do my regular set i have all mm-hmm. this stress and then you hear this point of view <laughs> that was ghostwritten for you and it's such a fun time. Some comics really do learn what their point of view is. They're like, oh, this is how people see me. <laughs> so you get to experience that along with the comics. And um, the fun is they don't get to read it beforehand. So they're reading it sight unseen on stage in front of y'all. And they can react however they want. So if they think something is unfair, they're allowed to say it during this set. As long as they read the entire set that was written for them. 
It's super fun. Meg created the show and I'm so excited that we get to do it again. And we get to do a punchline, which is one uh, of our favorite venues in the city. There's so many good places yes. to do live comedy. Yes. And it's an honor that we'll get to do this at Punchline. We're so stoked. Yeah, so check out, you can get tickets on punchlinephilly.com. There is a little, since you guys are listeners and loyal, there is a, um, you can go to Gold Star. I believe it's an app and you can get half off tickets there. So yeah. if you search punchline shows and find ghosted on gold star, you can get tickets, I believe for $8, which is pretty yeah. sweet. And it's on November 4th, which is a Thursday. We're super yeah. excited. We had the option to do a Halloween show, but like one of the ones was like, they were super generous and they offered us Halloween night. Uh, that is a Sunday. And it is Halloween. Like we are <laughs> yeah. going all out. Uh, yeah. We're like, you don't want us to show up drunk from different like pumpkin themed drinks mm-hmm, we've been drinking mm-hmm. since eleven a.m. Yeah. So yeah, we needed to be like in the game for you guys. So that's why we didn't do it exactly on Halloween. Yeah. Night, but we're still- stoked. Please come out and see it. Please check it out. Uh, bring your friends. It's a great time. Like if you've never been to Punchline, it's such a fun venue. To just hang out in and the food is really good so and you guys can totally talk to us we're not weird i well okay i'm weird but i will try i i don't know sometimes because my comedy is very fun so sometimes people think i'm gonna be fun and then i'm just like oh no i'm just this so if you want to just meet a normal person we'll be there and we'll definitely talk to you and be excited that you came yeah we'll hang around definitely to talk to folks there's other chances people will get to see you do comedy uh, this month, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, let's let's not we'll overload everybody. Bit, I'm overwhelmed. So. Fun. Yeah, um, I know that you have some Halloween plans this month. Why don't you I tell us what you're doing? Do oh my gosh, I'm having a spooky ghouls weekend girls weekend with my cousin my twin sister and my brother's girlfriend and we're going to cape may and we're each making a spooky drink kind of like those tiktoks that you see and also we're going on a cape may trolley haunted tour so i am beyond amped for all of it (laughs) and my cousin just got a puppy is the puppy coming yeah, it's a little baby French bulldog named Peg. And we're, I'm trying to convince her to dress her up, even though she's so little. Yeah, number one, the dog needs a costume. Otherwise, it's kicked out. Number two, it better be... <laughs> and a drink, bitch. Peggy better pull her weight. It better be dressed as either Peg Bundy or maybe Peggy from King of the Hill. <laughs> I'm going to tell my cousin that. I would love to see her dressed as Hank and and the peggy as peggy i think that would be so freaking funny i, I think that'd Alyssa. be great or, or peg bundy and peg jr i think that'd yeah. be very funny yeah, yeah peg bundy's awesome. a great halloween costume <laughs> especially for a puppy did we but. ever talk about this i can't remember if we ever talked about this on the podcast what was the best halloween costume you ever did for yourself oh this is a tough one okay so the one that had brought me the most joy and i i can't explain why when I was a freshman in college, I was obsessed with this game. It was the robot unicorn game on Facebook. Have you ever played mm. it? It had this really cheesy song. I'm going to sing it for you guys because it's really going to be nostalgic. It, they're like, open your eyes to see your eyes are open. And it's just like this crazy techno song. And you play as a dolphin jumping through the sky and it gets harder and harder. And all of my friends were really competitive about it because you could see each other's scores on Facebook. Anyway, for Halloween, I was a robot unicorn and I wasn't like a hot robot unicorn. The unicorn (laughs) costume came with this tail that was like so thick and just solid. And 
it was a lot and it was really funny because all of my friends were, well not all of them i had that friend you know was like why are you doing this you look ridiculous and I'm like I've never felt more beautiful than I do in this unicorn so basically it was just a unicorn costume and then a gray leather jacket because that's the robot part of it and I just yeah I could not have felt cooler you could not have changed and I had all these like robot these disgusting unicorn pickup lines like asking if people wanted to like pet my tail and like just, <laughs> just be like a crazy you know just like like um you can touch the tip i remember telling a lot of people they could touch the tip of my horn yeah just a gross college kid i don't telling know people I'm... that you're very horny and then you're yeah. pointing to the horn <laughs> you know as cheesy as you can be it was super anyway do you have what was yours because <laughs> i could talk about this forever <laughs> okay so i have two speeds as you know i'm either i i usually have two speeds i'm either all in mm-hmm. or i'm like not trying to right. do that right, right. so one of the best costumes I had that was like in the middle for once. One of the best costumes I did was Asian Hedwig from Hedwig and the Angry Inch. That was like one that was Whoa, really fun for me. That's I awesome. loved that one. But the my favorite costume that I ever did was I was the world fucking champ. And I just had oversized, hilarious boxing gloves and like a white undershirt tank top. And like, just like a little thing. And I made this like fake, like, I guess a wrestling belt, even though that's not what you get when you're a boxer. <laughs> it just said the world fucking champ. That's so funny. I love because that. I, I just, and it was that two years in a row. Um, <laughs> that's how you know a costume year, is good. Cause you're like, just, I'm just going to wear this forever. Anything else? And I was like, this is fine. And that yeah. was like, fine. That costume is fine. Oh, you know, what other, co- my, do you have any, punny costumes ones that were like just based on puns alone um i didn't i i created puns for the costume like i my favorite thing to do was to create pickup lines no matter what my costume was mm-hmm. i used to do this thing where i dressed up like a pug and i had a really soft belly like they, the costume was really soft so i'd be like yeah you can scratch my belly and if they would do it like if they scratch my belly not like anywhere else just my belly i would like brush my ears like i liked it like oh. and <laughs> People loved it. Guys, girl, everyone loved that party tricks. <laughs> so that's kind of the vibe. It wasn't like I was like, hey, you want to touch my belly? You know what I mean? Hear me out. I think that for a punny costume that Peggy should dress as a pug and be called Puggy. For <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. My friend dressed as a home record. Is that punny? She was like a construction worker. Nice, outfit. nice, nice. Yeah, I've seen some really good ones. Your other friend last year, maybe the same one, dressed as Mrs. Claus, but it was yeah, Mrs. White Claus. that is the same one, and she had yeah. White Claws. She's yeah. super fun. She's so funny, dude. So like, yes. yeah, of course. I thought uh, I had a great costume one year, and people did not like it, and I was really aggravated. What was <laughs> Again, it? I wasn't planning to go to this costume party. I didn't have a ton of time to prepare, but I went as a masked M A S K E D potato so i had a big mask on and i dressed as a potato and i had a lot of eyes and they all had tiny masks on them like that's little, like, hilarious the eyes had masks potato. yeah oh my gosh there that's so paper funny eyes that i drew with little masks like little mask things around them and i just like taped them to my shirt that's hilarious you were ahead of your quick. time like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe they didn't appreciate that especially i would love the little masks that would sell it for me 100%. i know i mean it was drawn on sharpie on computer paper like on the back <laughs> of like an old like term paper that i had to turn oh. in or something 
it was those college, are the best. <laughs> maybe after college, but it wasn't like far out of college. So. I always tried to write a joke about how funny hookups were Halloween weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, I tried to write a joke about how many, just the sheer number of Ace yep. Ventura pet detectives I've hooked up with. Yep. It is <laughs> astounding. The number just, I don't know what gets into me when I see that Hawaiian shirt that I'm just like, this is it, you know, like. Uh, Listeners, if you want to guess pain. the number of Ace Ventura impersonators <laughs> that Meg has hooked we'll, up with. We'll send you a prize if you get it right. Cause it's, uh, it's, I'll say it's more than three. If that gives you an, an indication to aim high. <laughs> Tag. Tag Real Chills Podcast <laughs> on Instagram or whatever, like post on the episode. Oh, you get man. the number. The first person who gets the number right will send you some kind of prize. We, we'll yes. figure it out. It'll be great, some spooky but... Halloween prize for sure. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my gosh. The number, oh. it's more than three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a problem. Anyway, I, mean, I don't want to like make light of like. Uh, heavy drinking, but are you sure that you didn't just like hook up with someone at one party who was dressed as Centura, go to another party, and meet the same one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could have. I mean, possible. my other. That's all I'm saying. There were multiple Ace Ventura. Not okay. When I say hookups, I mean like kiss. There were yeah, multiple sure. Ace Venturas in one weekend. I'll say that counting the lifetime number listeners so if you want to guess the lifetime number <laughs> so of like, Ace Ventura's that Meg has kissed so it blew my mind because how is that that movie was like from the 90s I went to school in the college in like the 2012s I was like how is this still a costume all these guys wear anyway I do wonder now also if you're in college now are they still wearing Ace Ventura look out for it this Halloween and also let me know that because I want to know just does it live on forever <laughs> Oh man, what a specific, I think I've told you this and we can move on after this. Uh, I'm I'm sure I've told the story of the podcast before, but um, you know, my family is fine. They're great, Um, Mm -hmm. but they weren't the most supportive about just wasting money on Halloween costumes. So to get a true store-bought costume was like kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, So the one year, I think I was in fourth grade, maybe, maybe fifth. I definitely was, I was young. I was Jim Carrey as the mask from the mask. <laughs> I had a green. You like, definitely text. told me about this. <laughs> and then, like, I, my parents were like, "We spent so much money on that. You have to be that again this year." <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it at least? I mean, the mask itself was so impressively cool because it was so lifelike to <laughs> the movie. That's what I was impressed with, and it was just. I was going through a big aliens phase. I felt like that was the closest you could get to like an aliens mask. Oh yeah. That's definitely an alien. You could repurpose that as an alien mask. Yeah. Now it's just like haunting me in my nightmares. Uh, (laughs) But do you still have it? No, I wish I did, but I'm sure it would be like disgusting and disintegrated. I would definitely still make you wear it this Halloween. (laughs) I would literally be wearing it every Halloween. If we still have it. (laughs) So good. Um, yeah, if I could, uh, if I don't think so, but I'll ask my mom to, I'll ask my dad. He's retired. He's got some time, hopefully. I'll ask him to find a picture of me wearing the mask Halloween costume. Because uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my brother was just a Ghostbuster for like five straight years. That's and a then cool he was one, a Ninja though. Turtle for like four years. And then a Power Ranger. Like, 
for many years. My brother just like was happy reusing the same costume and every year my parents are just like, let's do what you did last year. Your brother's fine with it. Like what's wrong with you? That's so funny. That is a lot of years. That's like going to college year, you know, like he like graduated from the school of uh, Ninja Turtles and then went on to Ghostbusters. White person martial arts cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Jeez. Um, I'm excited. I don't know if you saw this. I saw the preview for the new Ghostbusters movie. I haven't I seen it's it. Called, but I'm really excited for it. It takes, um, from what I can tell from the preview, which is available online, and you can look it up. Anyone who's listening to this, if you haven't seen it, the preview already, Egon, mm-hmm. my favorite character from Ghostbusters, he, his grandkids or his family like inherits his like farm and all of the ghost busting equipment and probably a vault of ghosts honestly like Egon in this old does? town e- so uh, in this like lore Egon okay. has passed on and his his family inherits his house got it got um, it and his house has all of like the ghost busting stuff in a bunker or something and i think they might unleash the vault of ghosts in their town or be called to use the stuff i i didn't get the whole picture but it looks rad like that's the kind of ghostbusters reboot reimagination i want like great it's really fun to see everybody being the ghostbusters but i want to see what happens to the grandkids who are like what was my grandfather doing (laughs) yeah i love that i love that premise of like snooping around your grandparents stuff and unleashing chaos i just think that's Mm -hmm. fun so yeah that's awesome I mean, that's Jumanji, right? <laughs> yeah, it's basically anytime you go into an old person's attic, you're going to unleash something you didn't want to know, right? Yeah, definitely family secret, <laughs> <laughs> paranormal spirits, whatever it might be. Um, but speaking of things that our grandparents like, I guess that's the transition. I know that you have some stuff you want oh, to talk about. Oh, okay. Today. Okay. Well, that was rude, but uh, things that are. No, I think it spans the generation. <laughs> not just say. a dig that only old people. <laughs> Our fans, but I would say that like that. I'll yeah, let you I understand. talk about it, but my grandfather, my dad, and I were all fans. Yeah, I was gonna be like our grandparents and Meg. So I want to talk about the one and only Vincent Price, who is the man. So I get what you're saying because he's old or he's dead now, but was old. Um, so entertaining Vincent, people for generations. That's what I'm for trying a long to get at. time. Yeah. yeah. So he, for people who don't know, I'll give like a quick background. He was an actor from the 1930s to the 1980s, but is just the king of scary movies. So he did other movies. I don't really care about those. Um, I guess I could go back, but I'd rather just watch House on Haunted Hill for the 18th time. Um, So he, he literally like created horror movie tropes. Like most horror movies that include a man talking in that old Hollywood mid-Atlantic accent are copying Vincent Price. So he was the star of a bunch of horror movies. The ones that I listed here are The Fly, House on Haunted Hill, and The Tingler. The Tingler is one that Dan, our editor slash my boyfriend, cannot stop raving about. He watched it <laughs> like a month ago. And it's just this crazy like premise of like the Tingler is like this thing that like you can feel it. It tense. It's it's like fear, basically. So like it kind of messes with people watching it. Cause like if you start feeling tense and scared, it's like, uh-oh is it you're scared or is it the tingler so it's really fun <laughs> and what's really fun about these movies are they're like 1950s scary so like i can go to sleep watching them <laughs> they're not that bad so an interesting this is kind of like a serious fact but also pretty interesting just to talk about him as a person according to his daughter he was 
pretty anti-Semitic in the beginning. He thought Hitler was restoring German pride. Uh, Yeah, he just was a little misguided. However, after becoming friends with Dorothy Parker and Lillian Hellman in New York City, he became like super liberal. (laughs) Like according to Wikipedia, um, Price denounced racial and religious prejudice as a form of poison at the end of an episode of The Saint, which aired on NBC in July of 1950. He claimed that Americans must actively fight against it because racial and religious prejudice within the United States fuels support for the nation's enemies. So I thought that was kind of like, because whenever you hear about these old guys, it's always like, damn, like they were just kind of shitty. And I, I won't say Vincent Price was perfect. He was definitely flawed and like had to learn things, but it was kind of interesting and sort of uplifting to me that he did grow and learn as he aged and, and didn't just hold on to stuff to be right, I guess. I don't know. Or like, you know, anyway, I just thought it was a cool story. It's a great story because it shows that people have the capacity to change. And then, you know, anybody who can't evolve to the next level is just an asshole. That's yeah. That's what we're set to learn by your story, Meg. That's my takeaway. And I also think for everyone, it's like a nice humbling moment, any side, any opinion that you have, you can, hear new information and form a new opinion and that doesn't mean you're dumb or you are like an idiot or that you waste your your humans are ever evolving and you like you shouldn't feel dumb for for making a different like changing your mind on something later after hearing more information yeah i agree that's a nicer way to put it yeah (laughs) so let's get to the paranormal stuff this is a story found on a website titled magician david fox and the paranormal The article is titled, Vincent Price's Peculiar Premonition. Now, take this story with the hugest grain of salt you've ever seen. If anything, this might just be a fun fictional story a magician David Fox made up because I tried to find other sources about this story and I really couldn't find anything else. So I'm not, I mean, he is old too. Like, I think he died in like the 90s. So I'm not sure if maybe there's just no sources because people weren't really writing these stories down as frequently mm-hmm. as now like with tabloids and things like that but i just couldn't find it so according to the article in 1958 vincent was flying to new york a storm hit as they were arriving which caused a delay in landing as price stared coolly out the window into the rolling black clouds and lightning he saw the words tyrone power is dead Nearly jumping out of his seat, he quickly turned to the person sitting next to him to see if he also saw the words in the sky. But when both looked back out the window, the words had disappeared. Whoa. Yeah. Vincent began to feel crazy, like maybe he had imagined the words. And Power, by the way, was a good friend of Vincent Price. He was a hugely successful actor in his own right, and he gained a particularly large amount of fame after the massive success of the movie The Mark of Zorro. So once the plane finally landed, Price asked anyone he could that was on the plane if they had seen those words in the sky. No one had, and the stewardesses like quickly ushered him out. Since no one made any mention of seeing the words, uh, Vincent just continued with his plans. He went to his hotel, and as he was checking in, he spotted an acquaintance. The acquaintance quickly walked over to him and and asked, Vincent, have you heard the news? Tyrone Power died of a heart attack last night. Mm. so crazy i want this to be true it feels not true but i want it to be true so bad it is true tyrone power did die of a heart attack i believe on the set 
he was of, of a movie he was filming in Madrid. Um, and I just, you know, I don't know. I just think that's so crazy. We hear so many stories about people who get some kind of premonition or some kind of clairvoyance or some kind of sign that somebody they are close to or that they know is like, has passed on or is passing on. They get that, that intuition, however that might manifest itself. So, you know, in that world, I believe that, you know, if that definitely, if that story is relaying something that he said happened like I believe that that happened to him because yeah I wish I could find that's the thing if listeners again if you want to do all my work for me if you find anything let us know but I couldn't find anything that was specifically like Vincent Price sits down and talks about this but I also feel like it was a different time like I don't think he other than like when he was telling like scary stories, he did a lot of fun stuff like that. I don't think he, they actually talked about like, this is a real life thing that happened, you know? But yeah. I do think there's a lot to premonitions and just gut feelings, right? So like maybe it wasn't as dramatic as this retelling was, but maybe he like had a feeling because that definitely happens and it's really weird. Yeah, completely. And, you know, I did a little looking while you were, while you were talking and it definitely seems like people are probably citing the same story, but you know, this kind of like folklore is like super interesting, right? Because it's the kind of thing, maybe it happened and he told somebody and then that was shared. Like there are so many times, especially as a, as an avid reader Mm -hmm. of, reddit stories right that are interesting where people have these experiences that they can't explain and they're like i'm just telling people on the internet like some of them i'm sure are bsing their stories mm-hmm, but some of them mm-hmm. are like this happened i can't explain it i don't know why it's a weird coincidence it's a weird mm-hmm. situation like but you know I'm, I'm how many of the stories are just like lost to time because we didn't have reddit right <laughs> yeah like them, you know yeah that's so true like you know, he he wasn't always like a scary stories guy. And then towards the end, he really did lean into it, which is super fun. But I think because of that, it's even harder to like discern like any paranormal experiences he had. Because I don't, it's not like he was just like talking about it all the time. Yeah. Um, but also just to put into context, I mean, Tyron Power died in 58. I think you said that's what it says here. And I believe that was a time that people were still being put away in asylums. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. So there was also risk to sharing experiences that could seem like, um, you know, maybe you were consorting with evil or just were, you know, mentally unwell. And that would make, you know, people, it would serve as evidence against you, right? So that's another thing why people were probably not inclined to, to overly share some of these stories or be more open about weird experiences. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you could definitely um, be put away for something like that, which is so creepy to think yeah. of. We'd totally be in an insane asylum somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. You know, I was thinking too, cause I wanted to, I know Vincent Price has like a huge body of work and I was trying to like think like the fly, of course, like super iconic. The thing that remains with me about Vincent Price in the first place I ever heard of him was he's the narrative voice in the song Thriller. Yes, he is. So, you know, when you hear this voice, like the midnight hours close at hand, 
a darkness spreads across the land. Like all that, that is Vincent Price's voice. So how many times have we just like heard that creepy, melodic, beautiful, warm voice? Any, and you know what, here. Okay, so listeners, you might not know the voice, but when you hear the voice, you will. I actually was going to end this segment. I have uh, two really fun commercials. I'm going to share my screen with you so you can yeah, see Yeah, please, please. There are these two 90, 90s commercials, and they are, let's see, if I could learn how to use this. Can okay. I also just say, as you're getting that situated, uh, I recommend anyone looking for just information on Vincent Price, look at his list of works because so many of them, um, so many of them are from Edgar Allan Poe stories. So it must be working with the same mm-hmm. like studio who has the rights to them or similar act, uh, directors or things like that. But so many of these, like, I don't know, at least a fifth of these are Edgar Allan Poe related, it feels yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh, there's an ad. Dan's wow. gonna have to cut this out. This. Can you see this right now? 94%. I can. Yeah. Can you can you hear it? I can hear it. Okay. Oh, I can skip. Okay. So this one here. Let's pause this. This one I included, even though it's not that spooky. The next one is because it's a wine cooler commercial from 1985, and they have him dressed as a polar bear. And I just I don't understand it, but what I also what a great use of his talents. I love it. love him i cannot love it makes me want to go drink he makes wine coolers seem classy honestly i mean in the 80s they were the height of classiness were they really Um, i feel like that remember how like big zima and other things were back then like yeah yeah Yeah. i mean zima was more 90s i feel like but yeah wine coolers that was like a big deal i feel like in the 80s yeah, I don't know. So, listeners, that's what um, his voice sounds like. I have one more, and this one was just also like a nostalgic thing for me because he's talking about video cassettes. He keeps mentioning head. I, I can't remember if that's like a videotape word, but check this out. It's really oh, fun. it's a tape word for sure. It's like what is it's it? Like the heads of tapes that you have to like clean them and stuff like that. That's yeah. super common. Yeah. And also, you know, normally if um, like an actor or a singer or musician did this many commercials later in life, I'd be like, sell out. But I don't care with Vincent Price. I love him so much. He could do as many commercials for Chips Ahoy. And I just want him to get that money. And because you know what? Because like he's not doing commercials the way they want to do commercials. They're writing commercials for him. They're like, let's do a Chips Ahoy commercial in a haunted castle. And I can... (laughs) I can get behind that for Vincent Price. Okay, last one. With a little light entertainment. But when your video heads get dirty, you lose your picture. Not a pretty sight. Happily, this new Polaroid video cassette will rescue you. It actually cleans your heads as it plays. So dirty heads need to haunt you. New Polaroid video cassettes. Get the picture? How did that make you feel? 
Oh, I loved it. I'm pretty sure I remember that commercial for I no good reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, it's like perfect because I, again, I don't know what it is. I'm a big Vincent Price stand anymore. And um, you have that excellent air freshener in your car. <laughs> I have an air freshener of his head in my car. It's stinging up my car because I don't normally like air fresheners. They're too much. But for Vincent Price, yeah. Yeah. I just think he's really cool. And, um, uh, his life, we, I, I was telling Alyssa, we could, that this was just like barely scraping the surface of who he was and like all the cool, spooky, weird stuff he did. So maybe one day we'll do like a longer episode. He's like, uh, so maybe like, <clears throat> maybe our generation, maybe the generation, he is an Elvira type. Yes. Of the dark. Yeah. Yeah. They're like the so same he- wavelength. He's a person, he's a real person who has a real life, but also gets to play a caricature of himself or right. a, like a character version of this idea of Vincent Price that's beloved in culture. Absolutely. And lives on for sure. He just gets to be like the funnest version of himself whenever he feels like it. You know, like I'm going to dress up and be spooky today, whatever. <laughs> for sure. Else. Vincent Price. If you were to cast somebody as Vincent Price in a biopic of him now, who would you cast? Uh, easily Matthew Lillard. Not even thinking <laughs> twice about it. Not even, not even doing auditions for anyone else. You just wrote that movie for Matthew Lillard. Yeah, I do think like a runner up like Will Ferrell could actually be really fun. <laughs> but Matthew Lillard deserves it and I would not take it Interesting. away. Interesting. I feel like you're picking more comedic choices while Vincent Price is fun and campy for sure. Huh. But Matthew Lillard started in horror. It's true. It's totally true. I mean, so of course my brain goes to R.I.P., one of my favorite actors of all time, Alan Rickman, who played. Oh, me. yeah. Yeah. Definitely. He's deceased. R.I.P., Rest in mm-hmm. Power. Love him. Um, so I was trying to think of like who would be the new version of that, and I was like the guy, the kid who played Draco Malfoy, maybe. Not that it has to be somebody from the Harry Potter world. I'm just thinking of like that archetype of mm-hmm. dastardly. I will also say, in a different timeline, it would have been amazing to see John Waters play yeah. Vincent Price. Yeah, I love John Waters. <laughs> he would have just this done is a fun it question though. Such justice. Uh, again, how many Ace Ventura's did Meg make out with? And then also, who would you cast as Vincent Price if you were to be casting a biopic now? I just love that the Ace Ventura's thing is like we're holding like a virtual jar of jelly beans and we're like, yes, how um, many? Never letting this go. <laughs> but um, I, when I'm thinking of casting and audience, this doesn't have to persuade you. I am considering eyebrow range of motion. Because Vincent Price has a very strong brow. What about Daniel Day-Lewis? Ooh, yeah. He could do right? a really good job. Yeah. Played Lincoln, played Vincent Price, equally as important to the American Absolutely, story. yeah. Just doing, doing them all. Good eyebrow game, too. Strong eyebrows. For sure, for sure. That's what we're looking for. And yeah, so also, that's... Also, mm-hmm. would Bo Burnham be a weird choice? Bo Burnham would be a really fun choice. I mean, you said strong eyebrow game, and that's what I thought of. I feel like he would, like, he's such a unique personality. I don't know if he'd be able to conform to, like, the Vincent Price, like, what you have to, you know? 
it's to hard mold to, into a different character. Yeah, it's hard to imagine him not just shining through as Bo Burnham playing Vincent Price. That's fair. Yeah, but that's a really good one. I just thought some of the like looks that he can give would be very fun. He's got in a Vincent yeah. Price like you know he's got it figured situation. out for sure. Yeah. Well, I love this. And Thank maybe you. you'll be able to share some other Vincent Price stories in the future. Absolutely. Uh, anytime. Please bring them on. <laughs> hey, George, isn't, isn't this year great? Isn't 2020 fantastic? Dan, are you kidding me? I mean... This year sucks. I've been inside the entire time. But how often do you get two new sports team names? We got Kraken and football team. I do like football team. If only there was a show where you could rank these new names. I know just the show. There's a show. I host it with my friend Dave Primiano. It's called The Rank Bank. Dan, that's awfully relevant to this completely natural conversation. (laughs) Of course it is. It's almost like I shoehorned it in here because it's all I want to talk about anymore. When do episodes drop, Dan? You can hear part one and part two of every league on Monday and part two will come out on Tuesday. You don't even have to wait. Wow. Two days two separate episodes of the show. How can you give that much content? It's exhausting. Go listen to the Rank Bank. (laughs) Listeners, we have a couple more things that we want to announce before we get into a new game that I'm so excited to play. New game, yeah. But first- Alyssa crushed it with this one, this game. I'm excited because I also feel like it kind of ties well into like your story with Vincent Price. But yeah. first, we need to shout out your your hour album recording. Yes. Yeah. I'm doing an album, uh, a full hour of stand up comedy. It's insane. Um, no one's ever done it before. So, <laughs> but um, <laughs> on this it's, podcast, on this podcast, no host of this podcast. <laughs> it's um, it's gonna be a great room. October 16th at 8 p.m. You can get tickets at wastedrobotrecords.com. Uh, Alyssa's on the show too. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. If anything, go check out the movie poster, movie poster, the show poster. It is actually in the like same vein as Vincent Price movie posters. I did that on purpose. So check it out. It looks really cool. It's Alyssa's on it. And, um, it's on our Instagram page. You'll see it. Real Chills Podcast. If you want to get rowdy, this is the plate. Because there's Citywides, which for non-Philly people, it's a shot and a beer for like five bucks. And um, I have to wait till after my set, obviously, to partake. But it's going to be a really fun night. And <laughs> the jokes are going to be really good. And it's just going to be crazy fun. Maybe we'll have worked out that East Ventura joke by then. Yeah, come see if I include the Ace Ventura stuff. Probably won't. Not my proudest <laughs> joke to tell. But it'll be fine. They know. They all, they all know already. They're just mad that the Miami Dolphins were featured so prominently. They're just not Dan Marino fans. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the transphobia. Maybe that. Who knows? But... Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I would also like to say that this October, the only thing I'm doing this month is I'm going to be on Meg's show until Hell Week for Real Chills because I'm working behind the scenes on a horror comedy Uh, movie. So cool. You're spreading your wings. You're doing big things. And what are you doing on the movie? What's your role? I'm uh, a line producer. So I'm doing a lot of stuff with the scheduling and just making sure everything runs smoothly. 
Um, we've been doing some pre-production work, so I've been doing that, but um, I'm super fortunate that I get to do this mm -hmm. and I'm really excited to just be a part of making cool art and like seeing other people's like vision come to life and working with people that, um, some of which I've worked with before and I love working with them. So I was just really flattered to be invited to work on a movie. Uh, which is our theme for today <laughs> yeah and you're gonna be awesome and listeners the second we can give you more details about that movie we're going to because it's gonna yeah, be so sure. fun I'm so yeah. excited about the concept so so cool dude you're doing such cool things and it takes place uh in your hometown area it's in the Poconos. In Poconos so and we can't stress enough how haunted the Poconos are so this is gonna be a really good movie <laughs> yeah if you haven't been keeping up with like our TikTok account or stuff like that like Meg and I have made uh at least one trip of several to the Poconos to go do uh -huh. fun spooky things uh and there will be more to come absolutely but We've got to play this game. We're going to do a short version of it because I want to save a lot of it to see what our guests think. Um, so the game is called, and I'm still working it out. So this is our, this is our beta test. Uh, it is called Coincidence, Negligence, or Just Plain Curse. <laughs> Woo, I love it. So, I'm so, so excited I'm going to for read this game. a true story about a movie mm -hmm. and the wild things that happened on it mm -hmm. and then you have like 30 seconds to convince me of your point of view i okay? love it let's do it yeah and so what will happen is like when we have a guest on there's three of us and each of us right. will take a different point of view and we'll have mm -hmm. to argue for it um and then one of us will be judged the winner so Sweet. um we're gonna talk about a classic today we're gonna talk about the movie poltergeist and the series Poltergeist, because it wasn't just one film that can be plagued with problems. It was yes. several of them. Love it. So uh, this is according to uh, an article on Screen Rant that we'll have linked in the show notes. 10 horror movies that actually had haunted sets. So this is Poltergeist. The Poltergeist curse supposedly started after Steven Spielberg and Toby Hooper decided to use real skeletons during the scene what where joe beth's character or joe beth williams's character falls into the swimming pool filled Those with skeletons skeletons are real yeah you've never heard that I've, I've never i'm sorry i'm yelling listeners i'm sorry i just watched this movie there's so many of them and they're all so over many her. yeah so i remember i heard this Yuck. and i was like horrified the first time and then when i reread it i was just like oh crap like yeah i forgot about that yeah so if you don't remember, there's a scene, it's lots of rain, this pool that's being dug out for the entire movie is like actually full of skeletons, you find out when the rain comes up. Um, unbeknownst to the cast, these real skeletons were there because they were less expensive than buying fake skeletons. That's so depressing. So that was one big piece of this, right? Oh my god okay will samson also blessed the set of the sequel uh but it apparently didn't work since samson soon died after from a kidney transplant which is sad um who even is that is he like a priest will samson was the native american actor oh, who good. was himself okay. a real shaman oh cool i would have felt better except he died okay yeah so and we're gonna talk about this but he passed um julian beck also died uh while working on the sequel from stomach cancer 
And shortly after, I think, Poltergeist 2 or right before Poltergeist 3, the young actress Heather O'Rourke died at the age of 12. She went septic and she had received, she had, she was in shock and she passed. Oh my God. Okay. After the release of the first film, the woman who played the sister, Dominique Dune, she was murdered by her boyfriend. And then many years later, probably so far as we know, the last part of the Poltergeist curse, an actor um, who played a construction worker in the first movie um, in 2009, um, he was also murdered and he was chopped into pieces jesus christ so we have several untimely deaths that seem to be connected along this the time of shooting um we also have some grizzly deaths that are very unfortunate um but also steven spielberg and the producer were like mm, let's use real even dead remains that sounds cool let's just do that the thing oh. that the movie is about and warning about like warning against they were like, well, they're do that literally thing. doing the thing. You should yeah. write a stand up joke about that. I mean, I know people hate when you say that to them, but <laughs> that is hilariously awful. Like, it's, wow. uh, it's pretty wild. So, Meg, uh, you, we need to convince each other, I guess, because this is our first time trying this out. What is your position on the film? Do you think it is coincidence that all these things happen? Do you think it is negligence or do you think that uh, it is just plain cursed? And majority, some of these things, you know, can be a little bit of everything. I, yeah, because I am kind of torn between co- coincidence and curse only because I feel like the 70s and 80s were sort of a, like a effed up time just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm leaning freaking cursed as hell, honestly. They tried to get protection and that guy just died. They used real freaking skeletons in like such a like gross way. Like it's not even like it's they're resting peacefully in a scene or something. They're like muddy and crawling basically all over yeah. a lady. They're <sighs> mixing the pot. Like there's no way that the skeletons are staying together with their own remains. And I do wonder if they were ethically ob- obtained because if they were cheaper than fake skeletons that leads me to believe probably not because there was this huge thing on tiktok where people were getting really mad there's this guy he's like the bones guy he sells human skeletons and basically how he does that is he buys it from old company old like doctoral companies used Mm -hmm. to give them out for like teaching and things like that but they stopped doing it because it wasn't ethical and they couldn't really source where they were getting them They were, like, getting them by shady practices. So now he's not getting new ones, but he's still taking these ones that are still not ethically, like, retrieved and selling them. And he got in a lot of trouble because everyone's like, that's still bad. Like, you don't... He just has, like, a wall of spines. And everyone's like, lay them the rest, bro. Like, yeah. yeah, Just because you're upcycling or just because you're continuing them in the secondhand chain doesn't mean that it's still okay. That it's on... It's That it's ethical. Yeah. So that's the same vibe I'm getting from this. It's probably like... It probably was way cheaper because it's not as ethical, you know? So I'm going to... Final answer is cursed. Don't mess with people that just want to like lay to rest, even if it's in a cool movie. See, like, I would probably consent to that, but I'd want to know, you know? Yeah. If you're just like, hey, like you can use my body as a prop like your spirit would probably be cool with that you know what yeah. i mean if you yeah. said that that was okay or you know legally binding then yeah. you have to deal with it you know right 
So you think it's curse? 100% it's curse. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, I'm going to try to convince you that I think this is negligent. Oh, okay. Uh, and you, I think this will be a theme. As I read through a lot of these stories, I'm just like, this is just negligence. Uh-huh. <laughs> because, okay, so Steven Spielberg, you know, they made a wrong choice, a hideous wrong choice to use real human bones. Hideous, inexcusable. Uh, and also, like, once people found that out, I'm sure they were, like, really disturbed by that. You know what it's I mean? Upsetting. It puts people more on yeah. edge. Um, okay. So, uh, the, Will Sampson, who had blessed the set, just because you have a spiritual belief to, like, bring goodness through a blessing, doesn't mean you can't also, like, have personal health problems, right? Like, we're all right. mortals. So, mm-hmm. he did pass from a kidney transplant. Um, but also, I have to believe that in the 70s and 80s, like, we just didn't have the same medical standards that we have now, right. um, or knowledge and tools. So who knows, you know, and also like the ability to reject an organ, like the body is strong if it doesn't want your, <laughs> your guest organ, like it's picking it out. So, right. you know, and then also Julian Beck dying from stomach cancer, you know, stomach cancer is awful, but do you remember what, what people ate in the fifties? <laughs> True. Yeah. You know, it's just like hard to say. And then gosh, it's just awful when anybody is, um, you know, has an untimely death uh, because of somebody else, like being a hideous person and committing murder. Um, but you also have to think like so many people work on a film. They're half, I mean, yes, one of them is like really prominent. It's awful to say, but like partner abuse is so rampant in the world that, right. uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but I don't want to say it's like surprising that someone would, um, I don't know if I mentioned this, like, and just content warning for listeners, uh, if this makes you uncomfortable talking about how people pass but she was strangled to death by her boyfriend probably in an argument that i'm pretty sure i probably shouldn't talk on this but he was like her manager and she was getting too big for him so he not yeah, having control anymore strangled her controlling like it, even if that's the story right like fame brings a lot of pressure on people mm-hmm. already who you know like Maybe it's, it wasn't, you know, there were, there was definitely more going on than just like, oh, we're totally fine. And everyone's completely like healthy and well one day. And then somebody snaps into something off the rails. Like there probably was other things happening. So I just feel like this is negligent. The one about the construction worker, maybe that is cursed, honestly, because that's just like such a random thing to happen and is terrible, but you know, there's also a lot of people who work on the film. So there is a numbers game that happens. It is <laughs> a numbers a public, game. If you have a public death and you're connected to another public property, like a movie or a book or something like that, you know, they're going to be connected. So I will say I work, knock on wood, I work in a company of 900. And for the last six years that I've been there, nobody has died. Wow. Not one. Because we have like an in memory of, I think I've told you this before, like the one meeting that we have and it's never changed. And trust me, I'm watching. (laughs) I'm like, because I really want to know because it's filled so perfectly if they're going to make everyone smaller or if they're Mm going to cut one of the older ones out. Mm, So I've been paying close attention because I'm an asshole. But, and they were just all so young. So what do we do? Because I'm... 
I'm pretty certain, except it would have, oh, never mind. I almost wished death on Steven Spielberg and then felt really bad about it. I was like, it would have really sealed the deal if something happened to him. Yeah, of course. Being the guy. I don't know. I don't know, man. But you can also see how this article would be reframed. Like, God forbid something terrible happened to another high-level person on this after all these years. Like, mm-hmm. it'd be tied back to, like, all these people who touched this movie. I could see you know it. I mean? Yeah, even if they died, like, this year, it would still be... I mean, not as tightly. Like, she was done, was murdered in the 80s. Yeah, right after the first film was released. Yeah, and the little girl died during production. Like, they're she all was- dying during filming yeah. or around filming. Yeah. Except maybe the construction worker. Yeah, that was much later. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if it's not if it if it's not 100 percent curse, then if it's not 100 percent negligence, does that go to coincidence? (laughs) We're just playing this game for the first time. So like who knows? Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll never know the true answer. We just know what we feel in our hearts, honestly. Yeah. Because I could see negligence like I could see that especially in those times just like what you're consuming how people handled their mental emotions or their men like their addictions their problems you know what I mean like even 40 years ago times were more violent in some ways than other. like like I, I don't think it's more violent than now I just think it's different yeah like, things like this happened and like there might be like uh, what is it not? There's medicine that can detect things like cancer earlier. Right. So, you know, at this point when you get stomach cancer, you know, maybe by that point, the treatments aren't as easy to do or it's too far along, you know, I'm exactly. not, I'm actually like, I think you kind of came and see like, I'm not super against the idea that it's cursed to be quite frank, even though I do feel like I'm like, mm, I don't know. Some of these negligence can't be ruled out yeah. um, because they did mess with bodies. <laughs> That's not good energy, even if it's just people carrying that with them. You know what I mean? Not trying to blame like people yeah. who are dealing with the curse, but like it's a vibe thing. It's I'm really this it's weird because I'm not super religious anymore, but I'm really about like you get back the energy that you put out in the world in one way or the other. It might mm. not be right away. It might might not be it's not necessarily karma, but if you're doing yucky stuff, it sticks to you. It doesn't just go away. So like I don't know, man, human act. And the scene is so gross. Like, I don't know why. I just feel like if it was like a less disgusting scene, maybe I could be like, well, at least they were like respected in the shot. They were literally thrown into mud and dirt. And uh. Uh, Meg, I think that you've convinced me. Uh, I'm going to give it to you that I think it's cursed because <laughs> the true curse of this movie is that Joe Beth Williams has to live with the fact that she swam with corpses like with human remains uh forever that is a curse that she has to live with for the rest of her life that's it's not her fault that that happened but she will not be able to to undo that i wonder if she knew i don't think she it sounds like um they didn't know at the time of filming from what i saw that, that wasn't like made clear to them at the time of filming oh wow Right. Also, like you're an actor, I have to imagine that 
you're like, okay, like this day we're filming this or like these couple of days we're filming these scenes. I got to work on my lines. Like I got all the stuff to do. Like you're to rely on other people to get the scene set up and for you to do all the stuff with like, you do all the stuff that you can control, but then you're letting all these other people who are on the crew control all the other parts and you don't have to worry about right. that, you know? Literally the skeletons are so horrifying. If you told me they were people in masks, I would believe you because of how just like horribly yeah. not that one obvious just like look at it like this one yeah no real bodies apparently anyway yeah i could see your point i don't know that's crazy i'm gonna be thinking about that poltergeist was evil my brother told us that really depressing fact about how they found out the little girl had it was having issues so they like rushed production because she was in a contract crazy yeah totally wild that was All really right, fun so though poltergeist's curse we've decided <laughs> it's official yeah that was super fun there's so many other movies that i want to talk about not just scary movies that have weird stories behind them yeah. so i'm excited to try this game with other guests if uh anyone listening out there has any suggestions on movies that we should cover and play this game yeah please let us know um and don't forget to tell us about your Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> we'll like we'll post like all the guesses somewhere. We'll have to figure that out. Maybe for we'll Halloween post it on TikTok. Something. We'll do like a little TikTok video about it. It'll be very okay. fun. Yeah. But you can find us at um, all of the places. Mm-hmm. Real Chills Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Meg, where can people find you at? Yeah, find me on Twitter at Meg Gets Money. Gets is spelled G O E T Z. You can also find me there on Instagram and uh, also check out my podcast, Their Stories, if you like true crime. So it's called Their Stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you find it wherever you're listening to this podcast for sure. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and you can find me at Alyssa Trez on Instagram. And I don't know, when you see this, I might be not doing as much, but I'm on variegated reticulated if you want to see a bunch of pictures of housebones and lizards sometimes yeah. i post up there so Heck yeah yeah well meg uh happy spooky season Yay! welcome to the it month of october spooky season this is so fun all right talk to you soon find us at the places you get podcasts and subscribe visit our website at realchillspodcast.com know someone who should be on real chills go to realchillspodcast.com and tell us more special thanks to valerie to amber mcshane artwork by libby rundell music by sam williamson real chills podcast is produced by meg getz and Alyssa traskowski this has been a presentation from the wasted robot network for more information and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.